how do you project the right first impression in an image and so much more. So today on the Pollinator Podcast, we have a man with us who has a uh, storied history. It started off in a military academy and even before that, traveling around the, the world uh, in the family that he grew up in. So has a lot of international experience and has taken that through uh, corporate experience, it's selling pharmaceuticals and uh, decided to turn a hobby into a business. And unlike a lot of folks who turn their hobbies into business, has actually escalated himself up through corporate rankings to become one of the top photographers in Miami for high-level corporate events with major Fortune 500 companies. And so I wanted him to, to come here and talk about the, the value of professional headshots and how people are just kind of uh, missing the boat when it comes to that and uh, their corporate image. But I have a feeling that we're going to get into a, a lot more of uh, how we show up with our clients and uh, and how we are perceived, which ties well into that. So Gustavo Fernandez, thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Will. I uh, appreciate you uh, having me. Looking forward to the conversation. So I usually like to just jump right in and, you know, because we know how short attention spans <clears throat> can be. And so within this first three minutes, if there was one thing that you wanted people to, to leave with or one big thing that they could stop doing or start doing that would make a big impact in just how they are, how they're showing up, how they're, they're presenting themselves, those first impressions, what would that sure. be? I mean, yeah, first impressions are huge these days, as everybody knows, right? Every, everything has become an image, you know, conscious environment and having a professional headshot done, you know, finding that professional photographer to, to, to provide that for you. You know, one of the biggest things that, that, that bums me out is when I'm looking to hire a service professional and I go to the website and, and there's no about page and I don't see who am I going to deal with. Right. You know, people want to work with other people, not necessarily just big companies. Right? So they want to see if they can connect with that person. You know, do they look professional? Do, do you think do I think I'm going to be able to spend the money? You know, are they worth that money? You know, what, what do they look like? So. Number one thing is, you know, finding that professional that can provide that because, you know, people are looking you up immediately on LinkedIn or immediately on your website. So what is your web presence and what does that show? Right. Um, yeah. so what is it that you're putting out there too? you know, if you, if you Google your name, what comes up? Is it those college party pics that are still hanging around or is it some of those Facebook pics that people can see, you know, publicly, which is another subject I guess we can hop on, but making sure all your private stuff is private. And but your right, public right, stuff, right. you know, not many of us think about that, Googling our name and what does come up and making sure that that's clean, because, you know, there's a lot of people going looking for new work right now. And that's the first thing that some of these recruiters are doing or even some of these companies are doing is Absolutely. they're doing their due diligence. They're they're going out there. They're looking at these photos. And a lot of times you, they might flag your name because you pop up with uh, a bunch of a bunch of people having drinks at some party. You know, so it's like, you know, maybe that's not the right person for us. So. Again, how do you show up online and how does that professional image of you show up? Uh, so when hiring a photographer, you know, finding someone that that is going to be able to provide the look that you're looking for. Right. You know, there's yeah. a ton of different photographers. I mainly do kind of the corporate, very standard, very simple photos on the white. Most of the time, you know, there's other photographers that do kind of the moody, more artsy, depending on what type of industry and what type of look and what type of uh, image you want to portray. It's making sure that you find that that photographer that can provide that looking at their, you know, uh, portfolio and their imagery and whatnot. And well, if you I, do, I definitely want to get into get into that and, and kind of like how to to choose the the right photographer. They, <clears throat> the one thing that, that was kind of coming up for me as you were 
talking about this, like, you know, how are you showing up online? Because we've all gone to LinkedIn or the webpage, if they even have, uh, you know, an about right. page or the, the, that person there. And, and certainly, you know, more of your traditional white collar professionals, you know, financial advisors and CPAs and attorneys, like they'll generally have some kind of headshot, although not a lot of them are, uh, are really great. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> you get into other things like this is important if you're the, you know, if you're on a pressure cleaning company, right? You, you'd be a, 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 an arborist or, or just some kind of blue collar trade or right. you own that small shop down the street. Yep. And is that picture of you? I mean, is it, it's great to have pictures of, of you maybe working in the back room, yeah. but is that the first impression image when, when somebody lands on it? Like you need to have something there that's going to look good and be, be able to be used across platforms too. Yeah. I mean, it's super important because for me, it's like, oh, if it's that arborist or that landscaper that has a photo of the the two main, you know, the one main head or the two main, you know, partners and maybe, you know, Maria, the admin, and maybe, you know, a, a myriad of images of all the guys that do the service, right? Uh, or ladies, right? It's like immediately I'm going to connect with them. It's like, oh, wow, cool. Family business. You know, I'd love to give them some of my business versus that generic sort of maybe more corporate page. It just has a lot of copy. And you know, stock images have, or stock images, nothing I have to connect with, right? Right, right. So uh, let's go back into into kind of the history, and because I'm I'm always interested in folks, especially that that turn hobbies and passions, and, and some sure. of our past guests have done that as well, but been able to to turn that into not just careers or you know sustainable businesses or things that replace them, but you know very you've been able to, to grow that into to substantial positions in the, in the community and in that industry as well. So tell us a little bit more about your journey into, into this. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm about what, 14 or so years into this now, you know, I did about 10 years in sales for Johnson and Johnson. I did pharmaceutical sales. So that definitely was an amazing stepping ground. People are always like, wow, you do something totally different as a photographer. And I was like, I actually tell them, no, I really don't. You know, this is all about people. For me, the joy is interacting with people, connecting with people. And I get, I think I get that same joy, you know, doing photos. So, you know, what did that transition look like? Of course, it's not the easiest transition because, you know, kind of started from zero and slowly had to build up my portfolio and then, you know, my clientele. But, you know, number one was, you know, being of service, you know, I was helping other local photographers out. I was assisting them, you know, every weekend, you know, I took some workshops with some of the top photographers out there in the world. And, you know, I started working for a local photographer in his studio too. So from that, from helping them out, you know, I was able to make so many, so many more contacts. I volunteered at the national convention, which connected me with some of the top people out there. And then that quickly kind of steamrolled over time into, you know, filling up my schedule with work and, uh, and, and being, you know, referred because most of my work, you know, since day one has been word of mouth. So it's helping a vendor out or helping a hotel out or helping, you know, an individual, you know, planner out. Uh, maybe they need some extra headshots or some photos of their product or some photos of, of a fancy setup that they have, right? How can you help out? How can you be a service? You know, not necessarily always about you. How can I get the next job? But, you know, from day one, it was volunteering at the national convention, helping out photographers every weekend and just being a sponge and trying to learn as much as I can. So that's that's kind of how I got started. So in that in that mix and like 
<clears throat> we talked before, and I know you you made this transition from and you're doing like weddings, right? Which a lot of and, and you might. I know I've seen my sister do do weddings before and you know, before she went full time mom. Um, you know, that's kind of a, a it, at least from the outside, it looks like a, a very different world than like corporate headshots sure. and, and setting that up. And you're dealing with, you know, very different, you know, some executive event planner versus totally. Bridezilla over here. But yeah, uh, it, it was an interesting transition because I started in the wedding world and I fell in love with it. You know, I, it, it's a very fun, high paced, energetic, you know, relationship heavy, you know, type of work. But of course, what you do see with weddings, it's you t- you're taking all your weekends. It's a one year plus relationship. It's it's uh, it's, you know, a ton of communication. And then, you know, so I quickly realized after a few years was, wait a second. Every year I need to find 30 to 40 brand new clients. Yeah, That's a big yeah. challenge. And this is like a little bit kind of when before social media was kind of getting going, right? And, you know, as as a wedding photographer, like, of course, you had to have great imagery. You had to have great relationships with all the event planners. You had to go out there and network with all the key vendors and associations. You had to, you know, try to get published. So to get published, you had to kind of help out some of those higher end wedding planners, do free things all the time. Um, but fast forward to today, you now have to have an amazing social media con- uh, content. You have to constantly be posting. You have to get published to even get noticed. And it's just it's just a different ballgame, right? Yeah. When you compare it to the corporate world. So I started getting referred to corporate clients through the venues, venues, meaning the hotels, the places that were having events. And because it's like, oh, we like Gustavo. He's always well dressed. He's always helping us out. He's always you know, uh, taking care of our clients and they always have great feedback. So let's, let's refer Gustavo, you know, Gustavo wasn't the guy that's showing up, you know, in, in the skinny jeans and all tatted up and, you know, very casual, maybe wearing tennis shoes. No, I'm showing up. There's a place for that. I'm showing up, you know, in a, in a suit, you know, no tie, a little bit more casual, but very well dressed. I'm matching the clientele. So, you know, so that was a key, you know, factor where I was delivering what the client expected and I was showing up as the client expected. And therefore I continually got, kept getting referred to this. So why I ended up kind of transitioning mostly over to corporate or pretty much that's all I do now. It's because first of all, you get that one client and they're your client for life. Yeah. So, you know, I got a small job for JP Morgan and next thing you know, she goes, you know what, this was great. You know, we loved having you. We have a large conference coming up. Uh, would love to have you capture that. And now I capture that for the last seven years, you know, and now I actually do several other things for them um, in different markets. So, you know, for them, it's as simple as like, here's a great vendor. He shows up, he's communicative, he's responsive, he delivers what we need, and he's a joy to work with. So doesn't stick out in this corporate crowd because he's, you know, wearing flashy stuff and everything else, you know, it kind of blends in and you don't know. Yeah, just blend in. It's funny because half the time, some of the guests, which are higher level guests or CEOs or they're, they're, they're C-suite people. They walk up to me. It's like, Hey, are you, you know, thinking I'm part of the C-suite, you know? So it's kind of cool. You get to have some great conversations that way, or they're confused me for another CEO, which is kind of funny, but yeah, I try to match that. And I, I, it's usually a little bit more of an adult crowd. So it's always fun having conversations with them too. But um, 
you know, for that event planner, that's one less thing that they have to think about, you know, every year here, Hey, here's next year's dates, save the date. Perfect. So as compared to finding 30 to 40 new clients in the wedding and social world and, you know, family portrait type stuff. Now I'm sort of building that portfolio of events that every year I know exactly what happens every month. I have JP Morgan healthcare in January. I have Hewlett Packard leadership event in, uh, in February, I have, you know, Vive, you know, health event in March. So it's like, here we go, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of building a nice base and then you fill it in with, you know, other work. So, you know, I, I, definitely some very solid uh, lessons there just about, you know, thinking about how business models and, and how I grew up. And that's, that's certainly something that we talk about on this podcast, but I, I do want to take it back to, uh, you know, kind of the, this fundamental thing that, that I think intimidates people a lot. And mm -hmm. the, I, I see, you see a lot of folks that are just starting out and, you know, they're, they're going to go and it's like, Oh, you know, the, the camera on the iPhone is amazing. Mm -hmm. And they, they think they can take a good headshot uh, with, you know, with that. And, you know, and I, I've seen skilled photographers be able to, to do that in a pinch, right? Sure. They know what they're doing. So I, I guess, the, you know, kind of kind of two questions like, what, I don't even ask what the value is. Like, what is, what are some of the things that people are really screwing up on when it comes to, you know, their, their headshot. And I know it's bigger than just the, the headshot. I hate to, to, to even just kind of limit it down to that, but it's like that it's that first impression image mm -hmm. that shows up, or maybe it is some of those other images that, that tie into the, to the website, but from, from your expertise in, in like seeing all this all day, and I'm sure you open up LinkedIn profiles and websites all the time and see things that make you cringe. Like maybe that's the question. What are those things that make you cringe as the, the professional expert photographer? Yeah, I mean, you know, gosh, one of the things that came to mind is like an outdated photo. doesn't even look like the person anymore. You know, you kind of see that a lot where the, the, the men might be continually, it might, <laughs> actually, I just remembered one. The men is typically the wedding photo. It's kind of the best photo they have. You know, it's like them in the yes. tuck. That's number one for the men. And then the ladies, it's, it's that, quintessential i'm never going to be over 30 it's like that one nice photo they got when they came into the law firm or something and now they're I, you know 50 plus and a partner and that photo is sort of still there and this person so, may remain unnamed but i remember there was there was a gubernatorial candidate for florida not too long ago and you looked at her uh photo and you knew the photo was pre-digital like it was probably out of the 80s and then you know, it's like, oh, this person's coming and you, know, you saw her at this event and you know, she had aged significantly yeah. from the yeah. photo. I'm like, all right, like, what is the main thing people want out of a, a, you know, a politician is like at least this feeling or perception of trust. Mm -hmm. And like, how do people trust you when you don't even look like that on your right. photo? And I, I, I get where somebody was coming from on that, but man, that that's a, a huge dichotomy so yeah make sure you're make sure it's relatively up to date i think that would be one what else 
Oof. Wow. Great question. I mean, you know, is it going to match your branding? Right. You know, a lot of times there might be a, uh, you know, like what is, what is your branding trying to, trying to say out there? Like you said, like, Hey, we, you can definitely get away with some iPhone photos, but is, is that casual photo going to match? Is, is your website also casual? Right. Is are both things kind of coming yeah. together? Right. Like, Wait, oh my God, and is your I, business casual? Right. Exactly. So like it, if you're it, a high end financial advisor, your picture may should yeah. look like it was taken by a high end right, exactly. photographer, right? Because people are, it's like that perception of money, right? Like, oh, I, you know, depending on what type of business you have, do I want to, is it a small investment or is it a large investment? Do I really want to give this person, you know, with a t-shirt, you know, thousands of dollars a month for X, Y, Z, or, you know, so typically what you'll see is law firms, CPAs and those type of companies, they'll see the buttoned up, right? And, and uh, they're dealing with money or, or the wealth advised, right? Usually they're, it's a suit and a tie. Nowadays, a little bit less ties, but at least it's a suit. Okay, this is a professional, somebody that seems like they can actually dress up and maybe take care of my money, right? So you want to match your branding. I think that that's kind of key. I mean, I don't mind the iPhone photo. I mean, like, like you said, a landscaping company, my gosh, do a quick video. That's even better, right? Just yeah. a raw video. Hey, I'm Gustavo. I'm owner of XYZ Landscaping Company. Would love to you know, get you on the phone and learn more about our services. Give us a call. That headshot will probably be just the, the video page, right? Right on the website. So even better, you know, how do you, how do you stick out? How do you be a little bit different? Uh, but no, definitely matching your branding is key and uh, making sure that everything like that is cohesive. So I, I had a guest on a while back and she, and she works in, in print, right? So one of these community magazines that, that go out to, you know, fluent communities. And we were, we were talking about the, the relevance of, of print marketing still into today and when was important. And she had some really good points about um, when things should be in print. And, and some of them were like, if your product is, is beautiful, Right. It needs to be in print or if it's like very important and uh, there, ah, man, there was one more, but, but certainly this idea of like, you know, if your if your product is visually mm -hmm. appealing, like there's something about taking it off a screen and putting it on, uh, putting it on a page. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I think there, there is this corollary here too, because I've certainly seen where, I'll tell clients, you know, when it comes to video or photography, if you're just posting something on Instagram just mm -hmm. to, to feed the algorithm or just to, to have some content up there, and it's this thing that's going to be posted up and with two hours, it's already starting to disappear Gone. from the, yeah. the feed. Yes, it's always there, but everybody's kind of used to that. And like, you don't need to, to go hire a professional to come in and take those photos that are... Right going to be for two hours. But when it's something that is important, and for me, that's like your headshot that's going to be used everywhere, but maybe some other images that are going to be used uh, integral to your website in into these profiles, like it's, they're always going to be there to represent you. Mm -hmm. You want those to, to be of a, of a higher quality because you can easily tell the difference between photos that were taken by an amateur, even if they had, you know, the, the latest and greatest full frame Nikon. Right. 
and a professional, even if the professional is just using the, you know, the iPhone, mm-hmm. right? Just with the the framing and the the the, the lighting, everything else that you know is beyond my my expertise. But you you can see the result, right? And there there's something about that just instantaneous recognition of a a well composed photograph that was properly done and, and edited well at, at the end and what that's going to translate about your brand, even if you are the, the landscape company or something else that's not necessarily considered a you know, uh, white collar. Right. So I, I'm, I'm kind of going on the, the, the rant there from my own perspective, but where, what would you say to, to your average small business owner, mm-hmm. right? Corporations already have people to get this, right? But that small business owner, that is maybe on a budget and they're, you know, they're, they've got to be very wise with where they use it. Like what kind of photos are going to be the, the, the best use of their dollars? Where are they going to get the, the, the most kind of return or bang for their buck um, when it comes to, to taking professional photos versus just stuff they have their kid do? Sure. You know, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, what is the first thing they do? They're going to have to put up a website, right? So, you know, it's funny because I, I met this this gal yesterday at a market or a networking event, and she's you know has her own you know communications and marketing agency. Now, I first thing I did, I went to her website, and I was just like, okay, just starting out. Why? Because there's no photo, no about me, no other stuff, right? So, I think you know it's like it's the number one thing you need to have. You need to have. You know, because it's that's all you're selling is you if you're a service based and you're a small business, right? Like it's the first impression people are going to get out there. It's the first thing they're going to judge per se, right? Like, you know, you were talking about uh, all these different things, the different lighting, whatever. We're internally judging all that without even thinking about it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're immediately going, oh, yeah, this site's not as pretty. This one's totally well done. We're perceiving that this is well done, that they, we're, we're, we're not even thinking about it, but we know they spent money there. They, they invest in themselves or invest in their people. They, they probably have good clientele. Let me go with this person versus like, Oh, here's a blank page. I now got to make a phone call or an email to, to figure out who they are, who they are not. Uh, it's too much work, right. Versus, you know, somebody that has that, you know, one or maybe just a few images online. And a lot more, you know, can be communicated visually. So think about how are you communicating your services and your image visually on your website? Is it a bunch of just, you know, verbiage yeah. of what we do? Or is it, hey, here's our client. Here's some case. Here's me. Here's the about me. Here's our clients. And here's some case studies. Case studies is something that I've started to, to kind of use a little bit more when I'm setting a pitch deck to some of my clients. And... For example, I was looking at hiring a marketing agency. It's like, oh, great. You provide all this stuff, all these great services. But can you show me some examples of what you've done with five clients? And then that gives you another opportunity to put images up. I'm not necessarily physical images of people working, but maybe some visual graphs, maybe something, yeah. some other visual elements that can get that client engaged and maybe to stay a little bit longer on that website. Um, but just creating more engaging visual, you know, product that starts with the headshot, starts with the person they're going to do business with, 
Um, and then, and then like what we said before, right. Is it going to match the branding too? You don't want a fully kind of professional looking thing and you're, you know, showing up on a t-shirt type thing, but yeah. there's a place for that too. It might be that creative director that's in a t you know, in a t-shirt, right. It, and it, if you're on a, if, if you're on one of these shoots, uh, out at the Wynwood walls and they're doing some new mural or something like that. Right. right. You want to do not show up there in a suit and, uh, or you'll be right. exactly yeah, a little more casual. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but those people with, on a budget, I mean, there's a million options, right? There's people starting out, you know, photographers, there's Craigslist, there's people that always need to, you know, kind of practice. So there's always good opportunities to find sort of a, a beginning professional and opportunity to maybe trade services too. I want to jump that. I am, I, I definitely want to, to ask you about some of those things, but I, I am, I'm curious on kind of like the flip side of this, if like these first impression like that, people should definitely look there first to, to invest. But do you think, have you maybe seen examples of people that, that overdo it or like, Mm. You can tell they've spent they've spent a bunch of money on getting photos, but it was really a waste. Yes, and God, that's a great question. When you said over, the first thing that came to my mind was over photoshopped or over retouched. Okay. Yeah. You know, that was the first thing that came to mind. So it's something to be aware of, making sure that you're you're studying the, 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 the portfolio of that photographer, and then maybe you're sending them reference images. Hey, I would like to kind of go for this look to making sure that the, de that deliverable is going to match that. Um, but other than that, you know, somebody that has, you know, done too much, I don't think you can ever, the only thing that comes to mind is like, you're not matching your branding. It's, right. it's, you don't, you didn't, well, okay, let me back up. It's like you didn't have enough conversation enough or slash communication with the photographer to deliver your need, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't realize that the photographer only did outdoor photography or you, only, you didn't realize that he only did studio photography when you might need a nice studio shot and maybe a couple cool outdoor shots because, for example, real estate professionals, yeah. they need kind of a myriad of imagery, right? They need five different outfit changes because I want to have like five to 10 different photos for different uses, Right. So it's that clear communication that that photographer can deliver uh, and making sure that, uh, you know, you're getting the right product from them. So it just a lot of it has to deal with communicating with them and making sure that they can deliver that. Well, and, and so that's a good natural transition to, uh, you know, kind of the, this wrap up question, you know, because there's a lot of people that might not be in the Miami area. And, sure. and even to your point, like, it, and, you know, saying, oh, I need to hire a photographer is kind of like saying I need to hire a lawyer, like. Right. Right. What kind of lawyer are you? Are, are you going to jail? Or are you trying to get divorced? Yeah. Do you need a contract? Right. Like, what are we doing here? Right. And, you know, if you somebody's like, oh, yeah, my brother's a photographer. And then you realize, like, the dude just does wildlife for National Geographic. Right. right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's not coming to, to do your wedding. And do you want yeah. the wedding photographer to come in and do your professional headshot or to do events or to do product images? Mm -hmm. and, and so there's all these kinds of, of niches. Yeah. So, you know, beyond that, just like check the portfolio and make sure they take the kinds of photos mm -hmm. you're looking for. What are some of the other key things that that people should keep in mind or keep an eye out for? Uh, you know, maybe the little details that often go unmissed that can, and you know, be be the big difference between having a great experience with your 
uh, mm. photographer of choice or being really pleased with the end result versus kind of like, all right, well, I guess this is the best we could do. Yeah. I mean, you know, I recently got hired by the DNC, uh, the Democratic National Committee, to do a, a, a VIP event for, for FLOTUS, uh, the first lady of the United States, for Dr. Jill Biden. And I'll just kind of walk you through the experience that I asked, I asked the client, I was like, how did you find me? And she goes, oh, I Googled top photographer in Miami. So, and then I pulled that whole list. I kind of went through each one and I ended up with yours. And then it's like, well, why? It's like, well, out of everybody, you look the most professional. So, you know, I was like, well, that's a great point. I'm probably the only person that has a, you know, a lot of photos of myself in a suit and in, and in other professional settings. So that was how I got found and then hired. And now I shoot events for them almost every month. Right. Like I mentioned before, you know, you do a great job the first time. Like, oh, my gosh, we can count on him. He shows up, you know, his background check is clear. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Which is key. But uh, but yeah. So, you know, finding again, how do I find how do we all find, you know, good service professional first, you know, asking your asking your your friends and colleagues. One. Number two, asking your community, you know, are you part of a, an association? Uh, in a group. So they'll probably have some good recommendations. And then of course, now that Google is so good about very niche items is Googling specifically real estate photographer, right? Because I don't do that. I don't run around and like do photos of real estate professionals all over town and into pretty houses and whatnot. Because uh, that's just like a different model, right? That takes me outside of the studio versus I'd rather be doing the very professional looks in the studio. So yeah, so, so narrowing down uh, by your niche too, um, and doing that research because that's going to be super helpful, uh, in versus just typing headshot photographer, right? You know, you can type in lawyer photographer, you can type in real estate photographer, you can type in, you know, uh, artist, even artist photographer. So that, that's even a, a whole different realm, um, yeah. where it's just, you know, totally different imagery. Actually earlier you mentioned personal branding. You know, that's a great niche for photographers and some friends are personal branding photographers. And, and what does that mean? You know, that lawyer is not looking for personal, actually funny, they are. A small law firm is looking for personal branding, but the large Latham and Watkins type law firm worldwide is looking for me, the business photographer, right? right? It's, it's kind of funny, right? You, the small law firm wants to be kind of hip and cool and, and, and show a lot of different, you know, uh, aspects of them versus no, I'm Lathan and Watkins. I need to, to show my, my brand needs to meet every brand look in every website in our country and in the world. So we need this specific lighting diagram, this specific thing. Can you come in and deliver that? Of course, hundred percent versus, Hey, I need 10 to 20 photos for my real estate and, you know, or my little, my small law firm, me working with a couple of team members, me out there, you know, and, and, uh, in out the on the patio and exactly you know, come get the side shot of me looking off into the yeah. horizon and all that. Cause again, you know, you might run into a photographer that's a wildlife photographer, but not very good with people. So it's just finding that person. And then, you know, you can even judge quite a bit the experience from how long they're going to take to respond to you to how do they respond and you know are they sending you or communicating well and giving you all the information you know it, it, it 
it's a sad state where we are today that people don't pick up the phone anymore because unfortunately because of spam calls. Yeah. I pick up the phone every time because behind that phone call many years ago, Forbes became a client and wow. you know, that was a three, four year relationship. Um, so I respond to emails as soon as I can. And I can't kid you enough how many times they say, Oh my God, thank you for the prompt response. I'm like, well, I would like the duh. I want yeah, your business. So going back to think, the basics, right? going back to the basics and doing those little things is is huge. Uh, you know, not many people do that anymore. Well, Gus, I, I definitely appreciate all the uh, the insights, much greater than photography that uh, we've been able to have here to, today. If so, if if people are looking for that very pro uh, level headshot or uh, corporate events, how do they get in contact with you? Yeah, uh, simple. It's just my website, GustavoFernandez.com. Um, and I actually do travel, you know, quite a bit now uh, for different clientele all over the country. So it's been fun. Now, I was based in San Francisco. I'm now based in Miami. Miami's even easier to get, you know, to get places. So I'm loving that part, a little bit of travel. And uh, yeah, feel free to drop me a line if you have any other questions. All right. Fantastic. Well, I hope everybody can take all of these great insights that Gustavo shared with us today and go get your hands dirty, put them in place and go with something great. Be well.